Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. We are continuing our series called Checkpoint Charlie, chatting with the man I consider the uh, the greatest uh, political writer in the United States today, Mr. Charles Pierce, who's speaking with us uh, from his lawn somewhere outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Charles is uh, uh, writes for Esquire.com. He uh, makes regular appearances on MSNBC and CNN. Uh, he knows a lot about sports, music, but uh, we are going to be talking politics. We'll get into a little music today. Uh, but Charlie, so good to have you on again. How are you, how are you doing? Ah, it's very good, Paul. How are you doing? It's the first, first alfresco uh, checkpoint, Charlie, of the year. Yes, absolutely. And we're looking forward to having more. Say uh, some, uh, I need a little personal update. You got uh, hit by a car a couple of months ago. Yeah, December 9th. What? I... Uh, I, uh, I I had my back had a or my side actually had an encounter with a Subaru, <laughs> and uh, had a couple of a uh, couple of cracked lower vertebra and fifteen staples in my head. Wow! But I was really lucky. I had I, I was lucky. I had health insurance. I had Medicare. Thank you, Medicare. And uh, you know, I had really good doctors. So good. And I could it could have been a lot worse. So I'm I'm very grateful. Well, we're happy to hear that. Were you just crossing uh, crossing the street? I was in the cross. I was about I was about two blocks from my house. Wow. And I was walking to take the bus to go to work, and a guy, you know, uh, he rolled over my foot. He didn't do any pro- didn't do anything really to my foot. Uh, but I hit him. I hit the hood like you know. Hey, dude, get your car off my foot. <laughs> <laughs> and I think instead of backing up, he, he went forward and knocked me down. Oh, man. So. Well, I'm glad you're recovering. Uh, I don't know what I would do without you. I, I refer... I had my, had, my, had my headphones, had my music. I was okay. <laughs> I, uh, I refer to you as my uh, political morphing drip because you know <laughs> so much more about it than I do. But uh, we're coming off uh, the heels of the uh, mini primaries yesterday. What uh, what does your uh, scoop on uh, Biden now ahead, and what is uh, Bernie going to do next? Well, Bernie says he's, he just he just finished he just wrapped up a press conference on uh, Wednesday afternoon where he said he was going to go on. They were going to debate on Sunday. Uh, I think it's possible he's looking for a graceful way out. I don't see it. You know that the numbers, especially in the South, are just prohibitive against him right now. Mm-hmm. He's had five years to to make a connection with African-American voters and he can't do it. I mean, it's just, it's beyond him for whatever reason. And it's, and you know, that, that's going to, that's going to let, that's going to let Biden pile up delegates everywhere. And, you know, people, I, I, and I wrote this, uh, this week or last week, I guess, uh, I had miss, I underestimated how powerful the political impulse just to get back to normal is mm-hmm. people. I totally agree you know, that, that it would have that kind of political salience. I mean, I knew the feeling was out there because you couldn't go to a rally without feeling it. But I just, you know, I, I think it was it was this incredibly powerful uh, political force that was looking for a focus, and well, it was originally supposed to be Biden. But then, you know, he bungled the beginning of his campaign so badly uh, that it was sort of floating around looking for another place to land. And as soon as he showed some strength in South Carolina, it all landed on him. You know, you wrote, uh, it could have been that piece, you kind of wrote a follow-up piece about that. It's just, it's going to be nice. Uh, Knock on wood, and I'm knocking on wood here in the studio at AM 950, uh, that we don't have to wake up every morning to the insanity of the tweet storm that comes out of the White House, and we can have four or five days at a time when we don't even have to think that about whatever the president is up to. Yeah, I mean that's 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 an impulse I've heard from so many different people. I mean, I have a, a friend uh, named Ashley Parker who covers the uh, covers the White House for the Washington Post, and during the, the 2016 election and at the beginning of the administration, uh, she barely got any sleep yeah. because her notifications were going off all the time. <laughs> you know, I mean, he would tweet something at four in the morning, and her phone would go off. He should have to instantly go on duty. Oh, man. And it reminded me of what I heard from back in my sports writing days, the New York baseball beat writers who covered the Yankees during the whole Steinbrenner, Billy Martin craziness. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, one of them once told me, he said, you were never off, off duty. You were never off the clock with those two guys. <laughs> and I said, what was it like? And he said, it was like being a fireman in hell. <laughs> Did you ever get a chance to meet Billy Martin over the years? No, no. He um, 
He, he was before my, a little bit before my time. Okay. Just one of those. Because good, I know he did, he did time in Minneapolis. He too. sure did. Yeah, we loved him here. He, uh, he fit right in. He was kind of uh, the Minnesota Twins equivalent of Joe Cap, who was the quarterback for the Vikings kind of in that era, and, too. And later for the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe, who would show up with a... a, a Massive tequila hangover on Sunday, and uh, and then kick proverbial butt on uh, on the opposing <laughs> team. Charles, um, the uh, besides returning to normal that I think we all need, I think uh, from my perspective, now the curtain we're finally seeing the wizard uh, that is uh, President Trump behind the curtain with the uh, cor- coronavirus, and I mean it's. Um, I think it's phenomenal how uh, ineffectual and clueless the guy is. Well, I mean, and, and, and he surrounded himself with, with people who are equally clueless. Yeah. Which is frightening. And this is, I mean, you know, you know, and I'm not the first person to say this. This is something you can't spin. Right. This is not something you can, you can, you can misdirect people. You know, people's grandparents are going to get sick. Mm-hmm. The guy down the block is going to get taken to the hospital on an ambulance. Yeah. You know, your kid's school is going to close. Right. Your basketball tournament is going to get canceled. Exactly. People are go- this isn't going to be like, you know, any other crisis he's faced. This isn't going to be like anything in Iraq. This is going to happen down the block. You can't and tweet has- it away. No, you absolutely can't. You know, I or want- if you can, you, you, the more important thing is you can't lie it away. Right. Right. Because people, it's, it's happening in people's front yards. Uh. I went to a concert last night downtown Minneapolis uh, to see Bob Weir and uh, his trio, which was, oh, that's that's the fire truck out there in Charlie Pierce's front yard. There we go. Uh, audio verite, as it were. Uh, yes. and, and it was really amazing that just things that you would take for granted going to, you know, whether it's a baseball game or a concert, and I'm there last night. I'm in the music scene, so I know a lot of people. Just how many elbow bumps and other things not grabbing the handrail that you are now aware of when you're in a group of large people. Oh, I know, I know. I just I just watched the beginning of a basketball one of the conference basketball tournaments where all the players got like together at center court, yeah. all fist bumps and elbow bumps. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I think I think. Given, you know, the proper leadership, people will do the right thing. Right. You know, people people are smart. They'll, they, you know, they'll follow along if they think they're being led in the right direction. Yeah. And but, you know, when you get to the bridge of the Titanic and the captain is Daffy Duck, I mean, there isn't anything <laughs> you can do about it. I mean... <laughs> For those of you out there uh, in the wall of our radio hour land, we have a Charles Pearson. He writes for Esquire.com and uh, one of the most astute uh, political cats on the scene today. And uh, great analogies I was with Mr. Pierce. Uh, I remember when I really started reading you a, a couple of years ago, uh, Charlie, you uh, referred to Paul Ryan as the uh, zombie-eyed granny starver. Yes, from from the sky. <laughs> and uh, you know, really, uh, whether it's the late night television hosts or what I see on Twitter, which I spend way too much of my uh, time on Earth on, uh, it's that I really think humor with this administration has been one of our greatest weapons. Oh, it always, and it always is. I mean, you know, going back to the Greeks and the Romans, it's always been a. A great weapon for people against the powerful. Yes, I mean that's one of the one of the, one of the things that I always resented about people like Rush Limbaugh was that they were employing, you know, they were employing satire against weak people. Right. Satire. Satire is satire is a weapon of the underdog. It's a weapon. It, it, you know, it's a weapon of the downtrodden. Exactly. Which begs the question: What is Dennis Miller up to now? For that matter, for that matter, so is, for that matter, so is folk music. Yeah. Absolutely. What uh, uh, we both have uh, great admiration, and uh, I voted for her in the Minnesota primary, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, what are your feelings? You, you, myself, like Amy Klobuchar, I want to keep these uh, these women as senators because I think if if we could flip the Senate, knock on wood again, uh, yeah. they're going to both be very powerful figures. Oh, I think so too. I I I I, I would. I would resist the temptation to make either one of them a vice president. Yeah, I mean, I mean, except for the 
the ghoulish notion that we're electing an 80 year old and maybe he won't live out his term. Right. I mean, I've heard that argument too, by the way, you know, let's, let's put Amy or, or Elizabeth in as vice president and maybe Biden <laughs> will die, which I don't think is really the way to think about these things. But I want her, I mean, I want, you know, I want, I, you know, I want, I want Amy in the Senate doing what she does. And I want Elizabeth in the Senate chasing the rich people. Can you imagine, I want her as, you know, you know, majority leader or chair or chair of Senate banking. I, I uh, uh, amen to both of those things. We have Charlie Pearson. Uh, we're going to be talking about more politics. We're going to get into a little music because we always do. Uh, I love Joe Biden yesterday talking to the, those auto workers in Michigan who are dissing about his uh, uh, his gun control ideas, and uh, he called them a you know full of. Uh, you, you know what? It starts with an yeah. S. And, and then I'm going to myself, I saw that uh, link and I go, didn't Biden and Barack bail these guys out at one time? <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, they, their industry exists because of those guys. Exactly. And I, I don't understand how people thought that was going to hurt him. Yeah. No. I, I mean, that's that. I mean, I think um, in that crowd. That 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 won him votes. I guarantee it. <laughs> and it's kind of that Joe Biden that we've all kind of loved. Uh, yeah. You know, bring on the gas. We we all do that. And imagine having a microphone in your face twenty two hours a day in front of thousands of people. We got yeah, Charlie. Imagine, Go imagine, ahead. imagine that being the case since you were thirty nine years old. <laughs> I wouldn't have a job. We got Charlie Pierce on the wall. Well, you've had a microphone in your face of one one way or another. <laughs> I've been sneaking by for years, Charlie. We'll be right <laughs> back on the Wall of Power Radio Hour with Charlie Pierce. source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com Hello, fellow AM950 listeners. This is JJ from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. Come experience our delicious signature dishes and exciting rotation of inventive seasonal fare for my wife and chef, Carrie, and her team. Nightingale is the perfect place to gather for any occasion with our extensive wine, beer, and cocktail selection, along with our dedication to great service. We offer a full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m., two award-winning daily happy hours, and weekend brunch at 10. More at nightingalempls.com. I'm Richard R.J. Eskow, and this week on The Zero Hour, we'll be discussing political corruption, Wall Street shenanigans, our corporate overlords, digital dystopia, and maybe throw in a surprise or two as well. All this and more on The Zero Hour every Sunday night from 9 until midnight on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You know how it is with vacuum cleaners. You buy them, you break them, then you throw them away, right? Well, not necessarily. Often, fixing your vacuum can be cheaper than replacing it. Ever heard of A1 Vacuum in Roseville? They offer free estimates. So if you wish your vacuum worked like new again, drop by. A1 Vacuum is ready to help clean up your vacuum cleaner act. Find us at a-1vacuum.com or call 651-222-6316. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, it helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. 
Did you know there's deconstruction funding available now for homeowners and contractors in Hennepin County? If you are embarking on a remodel or teardown this year, consider hiring Better Futures Minnesota's deconstruction crews instead of demolition. By taking a house or building apart by hand instead of destroying it with heavy equipment, the materials can be reused or recycled instead of going into the landfill. It is much more cost effective and is a carbon neutral solution. Go to betterfuturesminnesota.com and look under business services to learn more. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. We've got my political morphine drip, Mr. Charlie Pierce, uh, speaking from his front lawn somewhere in Massachusetts this morning. Uh, we're talking about uh, all things politics, and we'll get some music. So, Charlie, let's talk a little bit more now about uh, VP for Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, if, if I had my druthers, and again, I don't, you know, I don't particularly want to lose a senator, but I don't think there's any danger of the Republicans winning a Senate seat in California. Kamala Harris would be at the top of my list. Yeah, amen, brother. Uh, I mean, I, Stacey Abrams would be a good pick, I think, if you really thought you could win Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Kamala, Kamala really does. I mean, she brings a lot of voters with her from around the country. Yeah, but California's in the satchel. I mean, there's, there's no, you know, she's not going to bring the state with her, right? Uh, but I think it certainly has to be somebody who's young. I think it has to be a female, and I think it has to be somebody of color. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that will re- that 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 will reinforce a lot of his advantages and and reconnect him with the. With some of the most of the people he needs to win over. Well, she did a great job introducing him at the uh, Michigan rally a couple oh, days yeah, ago. Did. I mean, yeah. in, and uh, well, and, she's on board. I mean, and she'll be a great. I mean, she'll be a great team. I mean, she would be a great teammate. You know what? Uh, too, all they'd have to do is start replaying uh, that interview she did with Bill Barr uh, back during those confirmation oh, hearings. Right. Yeah. She's. Uh, you know. She's like it's. Uh, Perry Mason, you know. Well, no, that was that was the one where he's he's trying he, he was trying to parse words with her, and it was not helpful. Yeah, <laughs> she was so good. Well, it, it, I don't know. For me, that's just it's gender balanced, racially balanced, and uh, and she's got uh, she's got that deep soul, and she's uh, she's just uh, attractive on so many levels. She's very relatable. I love, like I like I said earlier, I'm, I'm wasting uh, the the time I have left on Earth on. Twitter way too much, but I really enjoy it. But those Twitter feeds from her kitchen when she's cooking are just absolutely <laughs> right. phenomenal. You yeah, know? <laughs> and I, I mean, I mean, we, we, you know, there were, I mean, in a, in, a, in a way, it's a shame because there were remarkable women running this year. Yeah, I mean, formidable, terrific politicians. Well, aren't they kind of saying uh, this morning, Charlie, that um, uh, that the Bernie vote was kind of propped up in 2016 by the anti-Hillary vote? Oh, I don't think I don't think you can look at the Michigan results and think anything but that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he, I mean, with her off the ballot, Bernie Sanders just bled support in Michigan. Yeah, I mean, in the suburbs, uh, you know, and in, 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 even in the university towns. Yeah. Near Washtenaw County, which is where the University of Michigan is. I don't have to tell you that. You probably played there about 50 times. <laughs> now, speaking of universities, what about the uh, this millennial vote? I mean, uh, they didn't come out uh, like they did in 2016 for Bernie either. No, they don't. They don't vote. And I think that was Bernie's great miscalculation, was believing that they would, and they didn't. And, you know, and... Uh, you know, you know, not, like like you know, Woody Allen said one time, ninety nine percent of life is showing up. Yeah, and if you don't show up, somebody else makes the decision. You know, I've had this, I've had this fear for years now. When I when I envision myself in thirty years from now in the old folkies home, and uh, <laughs> I'm 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 next to some of the first millennials that that came in with 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 fading tattoos, and they're talking to each other about when's the first time you played Pac Man. You know, I mean, it's well. Yeah, we're gonna have some. I mean, with all with all the tats, we're gonna have some funny looking people in the old age. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not gonna be around to see it. <laughs> but uh, so, what is your? You know, I have to say, I uh, number one, I, the, the great concert last night, Bob. We played great, and I bumped into a friend of mine I hadn't seen who's in twenty years. Who's he, who's he uh, Don with? was on upright bass. From really? was, was not was who's also the president of Blue Note Records, and a really good monster drummer. Uh, I've never heard and, of this and, guy. And a, and was is also a producer, right? Yeah, but uh, he goes in and they do. Uh, you know, they do 
uh, you know, they've got those uh, Grateful Dead uh, classics, of course, and uh, uh, but they've got some uh, some stuff, uh, some of those old folk tunes, and then Bob put out a kind of a country record a couple years ago, so they played a couple tunes off that. But he was really playing well as a guy that's played in a trio. Uh, I know how hard it is to keep the band together rhythmically and then also solo and while still keeping the band together rhythmically. And I've seen, uh, saw Bob again last year and, and, and this was, uh, uh, really, a, I mean, it was good last year, but, uh, but last night he, he really, really played well. But you know what I loved about it, Charlie was, um, everything we're going through in this world. I mean, you can diss the, the deadheads for being nostalgia and, and, and chasing something that's not there anymore. But I love seeing 2,000 people in a room uh, having fun with each other and enjoying themselves. You don't get oh, to there, see I that. Mean, I, I, I never got it. You know, I, whatever whatever it was that, that that drew people to them, I never got. I like there are some numbers they do that I really enjoy. But I was never I, I was never one of the of the tribe. Yeah. But I never saw anybody who I, I never saw more peaceful, happy people surrounding a band in my life. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I we, know. One time we, we, we took, in fact, we took the train back from the final four in Minneapolis in 1993. I think. Okay. My, my, my two kids, my, my son and my, my son was, uh, maybe about, maybe about 11 and, uh, no, my son, my son was nine. My daughter was like one and a half and we took the train back and we were in the dining car and all of a sudden a whole bunch of people who were traveling to see the dead, got on in maybe Milwaukee, maybe Chicago, I'm not sure. And they were going to see the dead. <laughs> and they sort of took over the train. Sure. And at one point, my son and my daughter walked back to the, the club car to get some potato chips or something. And they came back to their seats and they all had, they both had face paint. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, it was just these, these incredibly happy people. Yeah. And it enfolded them into the tribe. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I mean, I thought I think that you know, the, the you know the way they brought people together with their music was really you know really quite something. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's you know it, you can't I, I don't know that there's really anything to compare it to. Yeah. Well, you know, they always got uh, back when there was such a thing as uh, uh, rock criticism that that had an effect. They always got dissed, I think, for more of some of their wackier fans than the band themselves but the you know the dead to me weren't really ever a rock and roll band although they could play check Berry. they were just a really loud folk band you know I well mean, i mean i mean garth garcia's background was all bluegrass and folk yeah i mean i don't know much about the other guys but you know he was he started out as a banjo player right yeah exactly yeah and he knew his stuff i mean he used to travel around to uh he and david grisman would go out to those shows in uh, indiana where bill monroe had his uh, annual bean blossom festival and uh, no his his roots are deep uh reminding me of that great old uh, grateful dead joke how do you know if you have a dead head staying at your house they're still there <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back with Charlie Pierce, uh, the third segment of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. Trucking, got my chips cashed in. Keep trucking, like the do dog man together. All that's in life. With the warmer weather coming, it's time to get that new Toyota vehicle you've wanted at Rudy Luther Toyota. Everyone loves the RAV4, and Rudy Luther has both. The hot-selling 2020 RAV4 and the wildly popular RAV4 Hybrid. Both have inspiring design, intuitive technology, and smart style, and Rudy Luther has 250 available. And test drive the completely redesigned Highlander. Discover more quality for family time with the refined interior and the striking exterior. Stop by Rudy Luther Toyota today, five miles west of downtown Minneapolis on 394. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. We have families waiting for a car. You know, over 85% of unemployed are successful in finding and keeping a job if they have dependable transportation. A car plus a job equals a life changed. 
612-919-5526. We have families waiting for a car. 919-5526 or autotech.org. Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake would like to say Peeny Gee for all your support these last three years. We discuss national and local Native news and events. Weekly correspondents bring us updates and information from all over Turtle Island. Native Roots Radio I'm Awake is supported by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. Saturdays live 1 to 3, free Leonard Peltier. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. Formerly the Audubon Center of the Northwoods, Osprey Wilds is a nonprofit environmental learning center on Grindstone Lake in Sandstone, Minnesota. Osprey Wilds has community events like Dinner at the Lake, Maple Syrup Day, and learning opportunities for all ages. Audit an environmental education college class, snowshoe or ski our trails, or learn about our wildlife programming. We're open to the public year-round. Visit online at ospreywilds.org. That's ospreywilds.org. Gray 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight will be mostly clear with a low around 24. Sunday, partly sunny with a high of 42 and a low around 33. Monday has a chance of snow in the morning, but will all melt in the afternoon with a high of 44. Tuesday, clear skies with a high of 40 and a low of 26. Believe it or not, it's time for spring cleaning. And if you want your house to be fresh and clean, you've got to go with Zero Res. This month, get three rooms of carpet Zero Resified starting at just 129 bucks, plus a free hallway. That's a savings of $55. Find more online at ZeroResMinnesota.com. Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. My favorite guest uh, in the six years that I've been having the show, which is uh, celebrating its sixth anniversary this spring, Mr. Charlie Pierce. We call this series Checkpoint Charlie. Charlie not only knows his uh, politics, he knows his sports, but let's talk a little bit about music, Charlie. Have you seen that new uh, band documentary, Once We're Brothers? No, it hasn't. It hasn't. Uh, if, if it's been here, I haven't seen it. I'm, I've I hear good things about it. I hear, you know, it, it's obviously a Robbie-centric production. Yeah, yeah it and, is. I mean, you take that, you know, I mean, you take that with whatever you, you know, I, I I certainly hope it doesn't open up all the bitterness again. Uh, no, because, he, yeah, and and it's it's totally Robbie's story. It's kind of based on his book, Testimony. You know, I I know that story really well. I mean, I've been I've been following yeah. those guys for years. But there's some, uh, you know, there's some photo clips, some little movie clips you've never seen before, and just to see Danko and Manuel and Levon having fun and laughing is great. There's a great little clip of a interview with Richard Manuel, and uh, very astute. You know, all those guys in their prime they were just stoutly handsome dudes you know yeah they really were they really were and 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 they didn't work at it yeah they you didn't know? i mean they were they, they were they were guys in flannel shirts yeah exactly and what was cool it starts out robbie robertson is playing this uh, it's a solid body i wouldn't i couldn't even tell you the make of the guitar uh this yellow guitar the black uh uh Picard, but it's the same guitar when they flip, when they open up uh, that that uh, Rhett was his first electric guitar, and there's pictures of him playing when he was 13 years old. And, wow! Uh, so I I love that uh, couple of classes. Yeah, apparently, apparently they were uh, apparently that whole bunch in Woodstock were very big on home movies. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's great. It's great. It's great that they were. I mean, uh, yeah. there's a. a you know, just... Uh, I, presume, I presume Bob is not interviewed. No, Bob's not interviewed. Springsteen is. Uh, Clapton is. Uh, you know, and uh, like Springsteen says... Yeah, well, they were, they, those, guys, those guys rock Clapton's world. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, he I won. Mean, they, 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 I mean, those guys in Hendricks pretty much blew up, blew him up as a, as a, as a, you know, a power trio guy. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think that's the reason why uh, Clapton disbanded Cream. Uh, yeah. And, and he might even have made an offer to uh, to see if he could join the band. But then they, uh, the other connection, and and I sent you that uh, version of Tura Lura Lura, which uh, I can't oh, remember, yeah. but I don't believe it's in the last wall. So though that's when it was recorded. No, it's, it's, it's from the concert, but it's not in the movie. Right, right. But Van lived in, in, in Woodstock uh, for a while. When you see those early pictures of that moon dance record that was taken by Elliot Landy who is the uh you know uh the photographer for the band in National oh, that's Skyland. Right. He's, the one who, he's the one who took all the pictures that picture of him standing in the middle of the road and stuff yeah yeah and uh, uh I had Elliot uh, he put out a great coffee table book of band photos uh, a couple of years ago that was kind enough to send me and I had him on for two episodes and he uh just would beam about how polite and what gentlemen the band were. Yeah, well, they, they, he just sort of lucked into them, right? Yeah. yeah I he, mean, he was just up there. Yeah, he was a... This is this is the story, as I remember, Charlie. Um, he was uh, a photographer who started to cover the uh, anti-war protests in about 64 right. and 65. And then he started covering the Fillmore East Open. And he was taking photos, I believe it was at a Janis Joplin concert at Fillmore East. Uh, Albert Grossman, who was managing the band, Bob Dylan and Janis at the time, went up to him to grab his uh, camera and his film. He saw Albert coming. He took his film out, gave it to his girlfriend, gave Albert the camera, which he got back. And although it was kind of, uh, uh, there were butting heads as it started, uh, Albert, went back, or maybe this was actually, Scott 68, um, I'd have to go back and listen to the interview, but then uh, Albert invited uh, Elliot to come up to Woodstock because he was working, he had this group of uh, musicians at the time called the Hawks, and right. Elliot was really kind of the guy when you look back, I mean, because you remember those photos, right, Charlie Pierce, I mean, they oh, look yeah. like Matthew Brady photos, I mean, those black and yeah. white, these could be from 1865, yeah, well, I mean that was that was that was the you know that was the the great thing when when Big Pink first hit. Nobody knew who these guys were. Right. I mean, you really had to be a, you know a music. You, you pretty much had to be in the business. Right. To know who they were. Right. And Do, of course, there's no name on the the original pressing of Big Pink. There's no name of the group on it. Right. It just They're says, not called the band. It just says music from Big Pink. Right. With that great. And then you open it up, and here's a, a bunch of guys with their parents, <laughs> yeah. you know, standing out in Rick on Rick Danko's uncle's farm. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on here? And you got you got this weird Dylan painting on the front. Right. And and, and you, then you put then then you put on the record. And it didn't sound like anything else. Oh my God! And long black veil. I remember yeah. that like it was yesterday. And uh, uh, and that, though that that Richard Manuel falsetto on I shall be released. And oh my. God. God, what yeah. did you do? You remember? Uh, yeah, we're kind of about the same age. What uh, do you remember hearing that for the first time? Music from Big. Oh Pink? yeah, I remember. I remember hearing. It. I was in high school, and uh, a friend of I was stay, one of my best friends. I was over. I was staying over his his place uh, for the weekend because my parents were out of town. I think, and uh, we sat down, and he said, "Listen to this." He said, "I don't know what to make of this. Why don't you listen to this and tell me?" Which he's my big, you know, another one of my music fan friends, and I listened to it like all the way through and the first time I didn't get it. I loved, I, there were cuts on it. I loved Long Black Veil. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it didn't sound normal. It sounded right. weird. Right. And then I said, you know, play it again. And I listened to it again and about halfway through the first side I finally got it. Right. Because I realized that what sounded like one guy singing was five guys, was four guys singing. Yeah, and that was the other... You know, that staple singers thing they did where they trade off in the middle of a line. Right. Well, you know, that's what Springsteen talks about in, in the movie, uh, Once We're Brothers, the movie about Robbie Robertson and the band. He goes, he goes, you could have taken any of those guys as lead singers and built a band around them. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, there's no, there's, I mean, I mean, I mean, even Danko, whose voice was probably the most idiosyncratic of them all. Right. On the right number on stage fright or on the one verse he sings in the wait. Or on the, you know, Loving You Makes My Life Sweeter Than Ever, the Four Tops song that he always sang. Oh, my God, yeah. He was perfect for it. 
I remember I saw uh, the version of the band uh, in what would it have been? Uh, late 90s, they played at the Mill City Music Festival in downtown Minneapolis. And they had LaVon and, uh, and Rick and Garth. I will never forget, Charlie, when Rick Danko started to sing It Makes No Difference, there was a woman in town, she's a kind of a media maven, and she was standing next to me, and she was bawling. She was in oh, tears. Yeah, yeah that, that's one I forgot to mention. But, okay, I'm uh, getting choked up thinking about it. I don't know if I've talked to you about this before. There's a guy in, in Boston named, named Ryan Walsh. Mm -mm, he's a musician, he... he yeah, he yeah he he he's in a band called Hallelujah the Hills. Okay, but he wrote a book called Astral Weeks about Van Morrison's time in Cambridge. You know what? I've heard about that book, and we have it's talked about it. It's tremendous. Yeah, I mean it. It talks about why you know it, it. It explains why Van came here. Basically, he was running. He was running out. On, he was running out on a contract that that he had signed with a mob connected agent. Right. R Hang on. And I mean, it's it's all about how he's sitting on this in this little apartment on uh, on Green Street and and gigging around town and going on WBCN with Peter Wolf from the Giles family, right. the overnight DJ at the time. Right. And it's all about Boston in 1967 and 68. It's a terrific book, and it, it, I recommend it highly to everyone. It's simply called Actual Weeks. Yeah, I've got to get it. But, You've got to hook me up with it because that's that's like right right in my wheelhouse. Oh yeah, absolutely, and you know, and it, it, you know, it, it, it explains a little bit about how you know. But you talk about albums that came out of nowhere, right? Right. I mean, that was another one you heard it for the first time, and it was it was like nothing you ever heard. Yeah. Well, what I loved about that uh, uh, version of Turlurlur, which is you know, one of the greatest live versions of any song I've ever heard. Uh, Richard Manuel starts singing like an angel, and then. Boom, all of a sudden, about a minute into it, Van Morrison walks out. Robbie Robertson is nailing it on the Stratocaster, and you've got Richard on piano and Garth on organ, and, uh, uh, you know, the great LeVon Helm and, 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 uh, and Rick laying it down. But, and, then, and, then, and then Van starts scatting. Oh, my God. Do Oh, I know with that with that great jumpsuit he was wearing. <laughs> I know, which was what maybe two sizes too small, right? <laughs> now, tell us a little bit about. Uh, do you remember? Uh, listen, I'm sure you do. Listening to Peter Wolf on uh, Boston radio. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. When it first when he first started, he was the night he was the Wolf He was a nighttime DJ. Okay. And he played he played mostly old R and B. Okay. Uh, because he he has an encyclopedic knowledge of it. I mean he he, he he's a he's a savant on mm -hmm. that stuff. I was and uh, and then of course he, the the other musicians that eventually became the Jay Giles band were in a band in my hometown of Worcester called the Hallucinations. Okay, and they were play they played colleges. That was Jay Giles and Magic Dick and Stephen Vlad the drummer, and I believe the bass player was in another band around Worcester. And then they got Peter Wolf as a front band to be a front man and became the Jay Giles band. Do you remember but Peter was a, he was a great DJ as you can probably you could probably imagine if you ever saw the show. Yeah, well, you know, I was uh, I was out in Boston. And he and Van, he and Van would Van would like walk into the studio and sit there and talk with them. Wow. About, and, uh, and 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 Peter would always say, you know, that song Gloria that everyone every one of your high school bands plays. This guy wrote it. <laughs> In fact, I was just cleaning the garage on Sunday, and uh, I've got way too many cassettes. I've, I've been a cassette guy forever, and I just... Uh I have a lot that uh, don't have uh, names on them, and I just plug them in when I'm in the garage into my great boombox. And uh, I stumbled on a Van doing Glory with John Lee Hooker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that, uh, that's the one from the TV show, right? Oh, I don't even know. It's just on a blank cassette. But God, did yeah. it sound good! Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, there's there's one there's one film clip of them doing that, and uh, and they're singing the song. And of course, I don't know how old Hooker was at this point, but I mean, he must have been well into his seventies. And Van's singing with him, and they get to the chorus, and they spell out Gloria. And Van says, "What's her name, Johnny?" And Hooker says, "Lucille." Oh, 
<laughs> priceless. We got Charlie Pierce on. Uh, we're going to have one more set with, uh, with Charlie in down the Wall of Power Radio Hour. We will be right back. source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake would like to say Pini Gigi for all your support these last three years. We discuss national and local Native news and events. Weekly correspondents bring us updates and information from all over Turtle Island. Native Roots Radio I'm Awake is supported by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. Saturdays live 1 to 3, free Leonard Peltier. Finding the best foods the Twin Cities has to offer is easy with EatLocalMinnesota.com. Offering the top local and independently owned restaurants, EatLocalMinnesota.com has everything from burger joints to cocktails and fine dining. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club invites you to check out their beautiful facilities for your next special occasion. Book your wedding reception, retirement party, business dinner, or other special event with confidence, knowing their expert staff and award-winning chef will make it a big hit with your guests. Call today to get a quote, 763-571-9020. Specializing in Szechuan and Peking cuisine, the Great Wall Chinese Restaurant has been a local favorite since 1981. They offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include the sesame chicken, imperial beef, and Peking duck. The Great Wall Restaurant is located off 45th and France with takeout available too. More at greatwallrestaurant.us. If you're someone that counts on AM 950 to bring you the latest in progressive politics, news, and talk, remember, we can't do it alone. Support our many great advertisers and let them know you heard about their business on AM 950. If you don't know who to talk to, simply write AM 950 on your receipt. AM 950 is supported by small local businesses, so you're not only helping us and those businesses, but our local economy as well. For a complete list of our sponsors, log on to am950radio.com. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. Conversation with Mr. Charles Pierce. We call the series Checkpoint Charlie, one of the most astute uh, political writers in 
the great uh, country that we know as America. Charlie, let's talk about um, Trump's effect uh, on the Republican Party. Biden's looks like he's going to be nominated. Interested in the race. How do you think the House and the Senate are going to fare in the upcoming election? Well, I think that, you know, I think that the Senate became far more doable for the Democrats this week when Steve Bullock decided to run in Montana. Right. Because I think that's that's a seat they can flip. He's running against, you know, Steve Daines, who you couldn't pick out of a police lineup. I mean, he's <laughs> the living definition of a nondescript senator. Right. Uh, and, you know, I think I think certainly there's a chance in North Carolina. There's, you know, better than it is. There's an outside outside chance in Kentucky. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the, the possibility of, of of Mitch McConnell no longer being the majority leader come November eighth is better than it was two weeks ago. Right. I think the House is probably safe. Um, I mean, it's it's possible that that with the you know with the complete inability of this government to handle the pandemic, that the Republicans could have an absolutely catastrophic election. Now, was it you that had mentioned on on Twitter and I um. It's Charles P. Pierce on Twitter, right? Yes. Yeah. At Charles P. Pierce. Yeah. If, if for those of you that aren't on Twitter, uh, trust me, you can. The, 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 there's good stuff on there, and uh, uh, and for those of you that are, uh, I'd say get on. And those of you who are on Twitter, follow uh, Mr. Pierce. It's great stuff. But were you the a guy a week or two ago that suggested if uh, if the Dems win and we have a chance to appoint a Supreme Court justice or two? Uh, that, that let's say it's Biden should nominate Anita Hill. Yes, that was me. Fantastic. <laughs> that was that was purely do it. That was purely making mischief. But I think it wouldn't be a bad. I think it would be a terrific idea. <laughs> oh my God! Car- sit her next to Clarence. Sit her next to Clarence. <laughs> See how he reacts. Karma with a capital K. Oh yeah, absolutely. It would, absolutely would be. Oh man. Uh, I just you know I, life doesn't work out that way. <laughs> Boy, it's a beautiful idea though. You know who I I would love to see on there too, Sally Yates. Yes, I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna wind up with a position somewhere in the Democratic administration, whether it's an assistant AG or. In fact, AG. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think she's definitely she's got to be on everybody's shortlist now because we're 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 feeling good. Uh, the, our progressives out here in, in Minnesota. In fact, a little piece of news that I just I was scamming the uh, headlines this morning. It looks like, and my uh, producer and engineer Brett could might uh, be able to chime in on this that we are going to have roadside uh, coronavirus testing in Minnesota soon. Well, I haven't heard anything on that. I just read a headline this morning in Minnesota. Anyway, so that's... God, the traffic jams at the Wisconsin border are going to be something. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, now that uh, now that we have... Uh, you, can buy hard, uh, you can buy hard liquor and beer on Sundays. The traffic going over Wisconsin on Sundays has decreased significantly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to make those runs over to Hudson, Wisconsin, every now and then myself over the years. Let's do a little just uh, progressive, uh, positive fantasizing. So let's say Biden gets in. We've got Kamala as the VP. Who do you think could fill out the rest of the administration, Charlie Pierce? Oh, I, I mean, I... I... That this is almost this is almost like you know whistling past the graveyard. You hate to do it. I mean, you hate to do it. I think certainly. Uh, I mean, I don't want to strip the Senate. I mean, I don't want you know Warren and Klobuchar right. and Cortez Masto and all these other people. Uh, you know, I think you know I think they're probably. I mean, I'd rather you know I'd sort of rather do types rather than actual people. Mm-hmm. I don't want the Treasury. I don't want him to do what Obama did with. With the with, with with the economic team, right. I don't want you know Geisner and Rotman Bob Rubin. Right. Uh, I want somebody. I want somebody from the Elizabeth Warren wing of the Democratic Party. Right. To run Treasury. How uh, about Robert Reich? Maybe. Uh, okay. Although I mean, I mean he was he was you know he was a, you know he was you know it all depends. And this is a this is the interesting question about the Democrat about the reconciliation in the Democratic Party. How far can the left of the party push him. Right. Uh, and I think, you know, and it, and it takes, you know, a hell of a lot of diplomatic skills, which the Sanders people have not exhibited. Right. In, 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 great, in, in a great amount since they've been around. But uh, I, I do think he's going to have to make some accommodations. 
He's not leading Bill Clinton's Democratic Party. He's not even leading Barack Obama's Democratic Party. Right. He's leading a Democratic Party with a very invigorated progressive wing. Mm -hmm. And he's going to have to make some concessions to them, both in policy and in personnel. Right. And it'll be very interesting to see how far he goes with that. You know what I really enjoyed? I caught the last part of his speech last night, and uh, which you that was a bit, that was the best I've ever seen him. Gas I mean, free, was calm. He was presidential. Yeah, he was measured. And, uh, maybe it was a lack of an audience. You know, maybe because it was because there wasn't a crowd there. But he really sounded every note perfectly. And what and how beautiful was it that you had a presidential hopeful taking a line of poetry and reciting it from Seamus Haney. Yes. Yeah. What was that and being line? able to and being able to recite it from memory? What was that great line? How what was that couplet? It, it's a, it's Seamus the verse uh from the Seamus Haney the famous uh Seamus Haney poem about how history sometimes rhymes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful just to uh uh yeah, I mean that's it. Put a little poetry back in politics. Uh I'm I'm for that all day long. Charlie Pierce, this has been such an incredible conversation. Uh, you, uh, once again, like I said, you're my political morphine grip, and you keep <laughs> me on this, well, not the straight and narrow, but you keep me in a good and happy place. Uh, we will be in touch with you. We will uh, see. We, we will do another checkpoint in April, I guess. That sounds great, Charlie. Will you have a great day? Enjoy the weather you out too, there. Man. And I'm going yep. to dig up that Astro Weeks book. Okay, yeah, do that, because it's a really good book, and I want Ryan to sell more copies of it. So, well, yes. Yeah, we certainly will. Well, thanks for your time, Charlie. No problem, Paul. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. We are celebrating our sixth anniversary this spring, and it's been a pleasure working with the fine folks at AM950. This show is produced by Paul Metza and engineered by the great Brett Johnson. We recorded it in the basement of AM950 Studios in Eden Prairie, which is neither Eden nor a prairie. We'd like to thank our guest, Charles Pierce, as well. Follow him on Twitter and Esquire.com. You can follow me at PaulMetza.com. I've got my TV show called Wall of Power TV. If you have Comcast on Channel 6 at 8 and 11.30 on Saturday nights or stream from mcn6.org. Come on, see me Thursday nights at Shaw's, 60th and University of Northeast Minneapolis, 5.30 7.30. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy. In the time